Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Friday edition of In the Huddle, as we are here today making our debut on Can You Dig It Sports Radio. I'm your host, Zach Kroll, along with my co-host, The Real Will, and today is a very special show as we are not only making our debuts on the Can You Dig It Sports Network, but we are going to be going across all sports and talking about the biggest topics, the most fascinating topics, the most appealing topics. And just before we started recording today's show, both my co-host, Will, and I were talking about how much we were looking forward to today. So, before we start it off, I wanted to throw the mic over to my guy, the real Will. Yes, sir. We are back here. We are on the radio. Can you dig it? Sports radio. What it do? You know, this is an idea that I had, and I'm glad to see it, you know, presented to the people. You know, when I started this station, I had that idea in mind to give the people what they want. You know, you don't got to always listen to your ESPN. ESPN got some good shows. FS1 got some good shows. I'm not going to knock on those, you know, franchises and those corporations but we want to do something different here. We want to add a little twist here on Can You Dig It Sports, and we're going to do so with our show, In The Huddle Sports Radio, starting right now. And I'm pumped. I am ready to go, and let's get this show started right now. Absolutely, my guy. And here on In The Huddle, what I love about this show is literally news could drop 10, 20 minutes before the show, a couple of days before the show, and we always know that we are going to be all over it. But the first topic that we are going to be discussing today has actually been about a guy that, as we both know, Will, he's been in, in the news a little bit. Hey, Jordan, obviously we don't get to see every practice. Um, and so for us, this was definitely the best we've seen you perform in a Packers uniform. Do you feel this was your best practice and, and what made it so for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel it was a good day um, for me and for everybody else as well. Um, just bouncing back from yesterday's practice on offense, you know, wasn't our best practice all around and for me as well. And then, you know, being able for us to come out here and uh, just bounce back today, it was, uh, you know, it meant a lot for everybody and uh, just showed how much uh, we were able to bounce back. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good day. And uh, just the goal for now is to keep stacking good days and be better tomorrow. My mindset this whole offseason has been to get ready and get myself ready. And that's, been my mindset since I got here and uh you know whether Aaron was here or not here that's gonna be my mindset regardless because I have to get myself ready to play um and be able to you know go out there and take charge of the team and um be able to perform at a high level and do my best so everybody else can um do their job as well and just be able to perform at a high level like I said so um you know my goal is just to take it day by day get better find areas I need to improve and yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and he has officially skipped the Packers' mandatory minicamp. As of right now, it's looking like he's going to get a, a fine that would look pretty big to me and you. But realistically, if you're Aaron Rodgers, we know it's not that much money. But there are a couple questions now entering the summer for the Green Bay Packers squad. And the first question is, does Aaron Rodgers' absence, does it help the Packers or not? And with that being said, I'm actually going to start this one off. And, Will, I hinted at this a couple of weeks ago uh, when we discussed this topic, is that even though I didn't necessarily disagree with the Packers' decision to draft Jordan Love, I did say that even though they made that decision, they had to realize the possible consequences that could go along with it. And I understand it was only one year, but last year we saw what Aaron Rodgers was able to do 
on the field. They were one win away from the Super Bowl. And I got to be honest, last year, my eyes told me many times throughout the season that the Packers could could have been the best team in the NFL. I know they weren't technically because, you know, we can't say that. But there were many times last year where I said to myself, like, wow, I'm watching a special football team that could win the championship. So that told me they're not far off, that far off at least. But the Packers management has to realize that. They have to realize that they're in a very, very close race in an NFC that is pretty loaded at the top. Later in the show, we're going to discuss the contenders and who's the biggest threat to the defending uh, Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if I am Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, if I am Matt LaFleur, they have to understand, and I think they're learning this right now, that when you are getting ready to be either an NFL head coach or an NFL GM, there's no real training. There's no real practice for a situation like this, when a star player is just not happy with his contract situation. And I feel like they both got caught. And with that being said, they have to say, look, we have to do whatever it takes to get this guy back in camp. Because I understand there are plenty of reports that went on this week. Oh, Jordan Love in throwing in shorts and a t-shirt. He's looking great. You know, apparently he's looking really good for this one week of minicamp. And you can take that with whatever value you want. But for me, that doesn't mean anything. If I'm the Packers, you have to realize that it's Super Bowl or bust. You are one of the most valuable franchises in the league. You've come close over the last couple of years. And no matter how good Jordan Love looks in, in a week of minicamp, you have to realize that Aaron Rodgers, the defending MVP of the league, as annoying as he is and as annoying he is to work with, you have to be on the same page. And if you have to lie to him and say, oh, we're going to trade you after the season, even if you don't plan on it, do it. That's fine with me. It is not easy to win a Super Bowl. You know better than anyone will. Your window to win is not as long as you think it is. And Aaron Rodgers proved last year he's one of the, still one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league. The Packers have to pretend at least like they're interested in winning with him. Bear with me, Zach. I'm going to have a, a take full of hot takes to start us off on Can't You Dig It Sports Radio. So I know I might say something that might trigger you to want to jump in and say something in, in response. But I just ask you, bear with me, my brother, and then we can break it down and go back and forth. Thank you. The Packers are in a situation right now where they made their bet and now they got to lay in it and, you know, cover up, relax, and enjoy the reality of what's going to be. I think right now the Packers burned that bridge with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers do not want to play for Green Bay anymore. You know, he doesn't. I think he wants out. I'll be shocked. If I see Aaron Rodgers week one in a Packers uniform. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers, he fell off a cliff, should I say. He won the MVP last year. Clearly, he still has a lot left in the tank. But at the end of the day, as a franchise, you have to do what is best for you going forward. Right? Aaron Rodgers, you can argue that was best for you. You could have made the Super Bowl one game away. All right, cool. But you made your bed by drafting Jordan Love. So you know what the Packers need to do? I think this is perfect. Aaron Rodgers not being in camp right now is perfect for the Green Bay Packers because now they're getting that hard dose of reality. That medicine that they took is starting to kick in a little bit earlier than expected. So what you need to do, which they have been doing, is giving Jordan Love these reps, getting him up to speed because we can sit here and put that bus label on Jordan Love before we actually even see him on the football field because we, the media, like to say this guy's a bust, this guy's not, or this is the next big thing, this is the next big Tom Brady, this is the bust. You know, Kwame Brown, he's a bust. All right, but at the end of the day, 
Last year, we all know the restrictions due to COVID. You know, guys may have talent, but it's up to the reps that they get in practice to showcase that talent, to evolve that talent, to get updated to the speed of the NFL, which is totally different, excuse me, to the speed in college. So what the Packers need to do is continue to play Jordan Love, give him these reps, because he's going to be their quarterback week one. While they're waiting for that, they need to trade Aaron Rodgers and get some value back before Aaron Rodgers pull a retirement on them and they get absolutely nothing for him. They need to trade Aaron Rodgers, get some value back, and build around Jordan Love. Listen, it's not my politics. That was the bet that they made when they decided to go with Jordan Love and trade up. They thought Aaron Rodgers was falling off a cliff. I thought Aaron Rodgers was falling off a cliff for the year that he had. But they were wrong. Aaron Rodgers came out that next year, slinged it all over the football field, won himself an MVP. You made a mistake, and now you got to live with it. Let the reality kick in. Time to move on. So I don't disagree really with anything you said. It all makes sense. But let me just throw a a possible situation, a possible scenario at you, and let me get your uh, opinion on this. So let's say that Aaron Rodgers, you're right, and Aaron Rodgers just doesn't plan on playing a game again as a Green Bay Packer, which really does leave them with Jordan Love. And I understand that there were reports, once again, that came out that apparently, even though it's only one week of practice, Jordan Love uh, did look pretty good. But I just keep coming back to the fact, right, that this guy – last year was so bad that he couldn't even dress. He couldn't even be the backup quarterback. And I don't care about one good week when you're not wearing pads throwing the football. I think the reason why Jordan Love got drafted in the first round was because the Packers just saw like little versions of little things that Patrick Mahomes could do that maybe they saw him do once or twice at Utah State in a Mountain West game. Like, bro, like I just don't think this guy is any good. And if the Packers want to, you know, as you, I, I just think the Packers have to realize they messed up and they have to do whatever. If you're a uh, Gunakus and if you're Murphy, you have to do whatever you can to keep your job. And let's just yeah. say that they, oh, wait, hold on. let's just say they follow your advice. Right. And, and they build around Jordan love and, and they, uh, you know, trade Aaron Rodgers and, and they throw all of their stock into that. They better think that he's good and that, and he better be the, the answer because if he's not bro, they're getting fired. And if they're watching him in camp leading up to the season and he sucks, I don't want to start this guy at all. So I understand what you're saying. Like Aaron Rodgers isn't the easiest guy to work with at all. But if you're going with this plan, Jordan Love better work out. Or if you're Brian Gutekuster and and if you're Mark Murphy, you're losing your job. Well, I would say this to combat that. And I'm not saying anything that you said is wrong. And I think you feel the same way about my take. But at the same time, I think where we disagree at a little bit is I'm going to use one of your old takes against you here, Zach, on this show, right? For those of y'all who never saw the show before, prior to us being on Can You Dig It Sports, Zach, you came out with a famous line that stuck with me, that stated, it's not 1999. (laughs) All right, quarterbacks these days can play, start off, you know, week one and play. You know, it's a different time. The coaches are bringing the game to the quarterback. It's not the quarterback, oh, he has to learn and learn and learn. It's the coaches is coming to you with the game plan, making you feel comfortable playing to your strengths. Lamar Jackson, we playing to your strengths, you know? If they build around Jordan Love by trading Aaron Rodgers, getting some of that value back, fixing the holes on the defense, getting him another weapon, they, he, can do, he can win some games. You think about Trubisky, terrible quarterback. We all know he's terrible, but they, he made the playoffs. 
you know, on the Chicago Bears, same division. Let's keep close to home. Chapisky got there. Taysom Hill won some games. You came on this show and you blasted Sean Payton for starting Taysom Hill. But yeah. you know what? Sean Payton is a good coach, just yes. like Matt LaFleur is a good coach. So Jordan Love may not be the Patrick Mahomes that we thought similar comparison-wise he would be. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you can't win some games with him and potentially make a playoffs with Jordan Love. So I think Aaron Rodgers has his mind made up. I know how it is to have uh, uh, your mind made up and saying, all right, yeah, I'm out of here. I transferred at times, you know, I transferred all my life. I transferred high schools, colleges, and I had my mind made up and nothing you said was going to bring me back to the school. You could have paid me to stay at the school I was at. I was out. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers is in a predicament where he wants out. You burned the bridge. You didn't give him help. You, you drafted his successor instead of his protector, and now he want to be out. So what you need to do is have that reality check, come in the mail, and trade Aaron Rodgers, get some of that, get some of that value back that you should be getting for Aaron Rodgers, who just won MVP, and you build around Jordan Love, and you take it from there. Yeah, two uh, things I'll, I'll respond to that with. Number one, if – uh, Aaron, if uh, what you're saying is true, right? And Aaron Rodgers is just done with Green Bay, right? I think if you're the Packers, this is such an important moment for your franchise. This is literally, uh, basically what I'm saying is, and what I'm going to ask you is, do you think two to 53 besides QB one, when you watched the Packers last year, that they were like good at all? Like last year when I watched the Packers as good as they were, I kind of found myself saying like, if you take Aaron Rodgers off this squad, this is like a four to five win team. And the problem is, bro, I just don't think Jordan Love could play. Like, I think he's a scrub. I've never seen a quarterback get drafted in the first round and not dress for a full season. Like, I've never seen that before. And the, once again, the only reason he was drafted in the first round is because I think when the Packers were evaluating him, they were, were, were you know, watching the film with uh, blurry glasses and seeing, oh, this kid made one Patrick Mahomes-like throw. Uh, he's going to be the next big thing in the NFL. Bro, he played at Utah State and he won seven games. It's not like this guy has done anything in college and you're going to give up on Aaron Rodgers for this guy? You're going to put all of your beans into the bowl for this guy? Like, I understand Aaron Rodgers is really annoying, but you have to realize you were one win away from the Super Bowl last year. I understand you're stubborn and it may be hard, but I just think the Packers need a reality check. You, If I'm them, I'm literally pulling up to his house, knocking on his door and saying, bro, we made a mistake. What do we have to do to fix it? Because we know we want to win a Super Bowl. You want to win a Super Bowl. And the best shot for us to do that is together this season. Can you dig it? I mean, y'all in for a treat on in the huddle, y'all. We starting off right out the gate. But look, granted, we, 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 we dive into this situation with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, right? I don't know. And I'm a quarterback. I would like to call myself the quarterback guru, all right? I predicted a lot of quarterback success. I, don't, I can't tell you from a can of paint if Jordan Love can play or not. I can't tell you, you know, because based on the film – I'm like, you know, I was up and down. And now the fact last year that he couldn't even dress had deterred me a little bit as far as if I think he can play or not. But that doesn't mean I don't feel like that doesn't mean that he can't win some games, you know. And granted, the eye test, you take Aaron Rodgers off of the package. Is that team still a playoff team? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I don't think so. I think I Jordan Love starting. 
and I know we had our debate last week about, you know, who benefits from Aaron Rodgers' departure. I think it's Chicago Bears. You think it's the Vikings. But one thing we both could agree on is that Aaron Rodgers not being on the center and Jordan Love being on the center to start week one and beyond, it puts the other teams in the NFC North in the driver's seat to win the division. However, at the end of the day, my point is the Packers made their bed and now they got to live with it and they got to hope and pray. But why not try to get out of it, bro? Why not try to get out of it? If your goal is winning the Super Bowl, like, don't you think if Jordan Love works out, right? If, if Jordan, if I'm totally wrong when I say he's a scrub and, and he works out and he's a good player, what is the Packers ceiling? Like, what, eight, nine wins? Because once again, around the QB1 position, I don't think they're that good. You could agree with me. But when you have a star like Aaron Rodgers, who has the ability, as annoying as he is, to raise other people's around him uh, games, and once again, we both know the Packers were one way win, uh, one win away from the Super Bowl last year. Like, I just don't think it's that hard. You can't be this stubborn. Like, go get him, bro. He's yours. At the end of the day, Rodgers got a – he got a report. He got a report. Does they, he? He, he got he got a report to camp at some point. He don't gotta be you know. Or if you're the now Packers, you gotta get. Or if you're the Packers, you gotta make him report to camp. Because if I'm them, that's what I'm doing. You have to realize you screwed up. Yeah, I mean, you can apologize. Too late to apologize. That's my song. You can try to apologize all you want. You know, we'll see what happens. But we all can agree, if Aaron Rodgers is traded, then the Packers got some work to do. Absolutely. Uh, so, can you dig it? Sports one eight three three radio bx. We will be moving on to our next segment of the show. Once again, if you want to uh, be in contact with us, that is uh, the request line. But let's stay in the NFL, Will, and let's stay in the quarterback position because I want to throw this one over to you. And it was announced yesterday that Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott he would be leaving Adidas for a five-year deal with some guy who owns some brand by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So, Will, when you saw that news, what came to mind? And I'm not going to lie, because for me, this was the first time I like heard Dak Prescott's name, really, since he got the contract. And it kind of raised a light bulb in my brain. What should we be expecting for this guy this season? What do you think? Well, congratulations, to Dak Prescott. I mean, who wouldn't want to be Dak Prescott at a time when we are in a pandemic? People is living to check the check. I got to give the guy, you know, his congratulations for signing that big, massive contract that he did during the offseason and now signing with Jordan, you know, signing with the Jordan brand. Congratulations to the brother. I hope to see some of that fortune, you know, still give him that motivation to go out in the football field and showcase his talents. And I'm not going to sit here and deny that the brother is talented. I just think that his ceiling this year is probably trying to make the playoffs. I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs this year. I actually think the Washington football team is. But I do think as far as individual expectations for Dak Prescott, I think it's going to start off rocky. Listen, the brother had a devastating leg injury. For anybody who thinks that Dak Prescott is going to go right under center, I do feel like that he's going to struggle in the beginning. Remember when Tom Brady, after that spectacular 2007 season that ended with Tom Brady losing the Super Bowl? I don't even want to think about that. I'm a Tom Brady fan, by the way. You know, it sucks to think about that. But the year after that, he got hurt. Week one, he injured his knee, and he was out for the year. 2009, Tom Brady comes back, and, yeah, they win in some games, 
but Tom Brady is not the same quarterback. You know, it wasn't special. They went 10-6. and six. You went from going undefeated to 10-6, and six, barely winning in a lot of these games. I think that we're going to see a, a similar situation where the Cowboys are going to win some games. You know, they have a decent, favorable schedule, you know, to start us off other than the Buccaneers on the road week one. I think that they, you know, that Prescott is going to have to get back in rhythm. But they have the offense. I do expect them to put numbers up towards the end of the season. But I just don't think that a realistic expectation for the Cowboys is making a deep playoff run. So Dak Prescott, over the past 12 months, has been franchise tagged for $27 million. He signed a $40 million a year contract with a ton of guaranteed money, which made him one of the five uh, most highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And now he signs this Jordan deal, which is the most amount of money that any NFL player has ever received from the Jordan brand. And when I heard this news, Lil, I think what came to mind for me was there is this uh, big misconception around sports media that star players in sports. And when I say that, I would say, you know, you're superstars in the NBA, you're superstars in the NFL. But really, when I include the NFL, I would say you're top 20 quarterbacks. We all know Dak Prescott's a good player, but there are plenty of quarterbacks better than him. Uh, it's not just Peyton Manning when he got his neck injury. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. And I remember everyone saying, oh my God, the risk of playing this is why you should sign a, a long-term contract, but with a torn Achilles and the fact that everyone in the NBA knew that this guy was going to be out the following season, the Golden State Warriors offer him a $250 million contract and he told them to kick rocks. I'm going to Brooklyn. And every team would have offered him that same contract. Clay Thompson, he tears his ACL. He gets a $190 million contract. Derek Carr, a couple years ago, he shatters his ankle. Literally the next offseason, the Raiders give him $140 million with 75 guaranteed. So everyone calls this franchise tag and what Dak Prescott, what's been going on with him, this terrible thing. And everyone says it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the NFL. But if you are a player and you get hurt, that doesn't necessarily mean you are not making good money and that you're not necessarily benefiting from it. You mentioned the Dak Prescott injury when it happened. I remember Tony Romo was out here uh, ask, asking if it was a cramp when this guy's ankle is just bent in the totally opposite direction. And one thing I will say also is that a lot of people wonder why the NFL is the most popular sport. And a lot of people wonder why the NFL, you know, always dominates the ratings and why it's the one sport that everyone talks about. I actually think a lot of the reasons why that has to do with it is because the NFL does a really good job keeping uh, their star players on one team. And I think the franchise tag has a lot to do with that. As a fan, when you're watching your team and you see over time, you know, Patriot fans who watched uh, when Tom Brady first came compared to when he retired, that's literally like 20 years. That's literally a lifetime in memories. And I think that's uh, what makes the NFL uh, such a great sport. And I think that, Dak Prescott, he definitely doesn't deserve all of the money he's getting, especially based on his performance. But at the same time, I think it's good for the NFL that they have all this money to invest in him, which really results in them being one of the premier leagues. In terms of the Cowboys, man, I agree with you. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I've, you know, we've been down this road too many times. I think that when we look at the Dallas Cowboys, what a lot of people fail to remember is that last year, Dak Prescott got off to the best start of his career. He was swinging the ball down the field 
and still this team couldn't win games because their defense was that bad. I don't trust their coach. And I think you're up onto something with Washington. I think uh, this is the best opportunity Ryan Fitzpatrick has in his career to win a division. I want to reflect on the great point that we that you brought up. You know, and this point intended is supposed to be a debate show. But at the end of the day, we don't force debates. We don't sit here and say, oh, Zach, you take that side and I take this side before, you know, the show start like these other shows be doing, trying to get ratings. We put perspectives into our topics and our debates. I agree 100 percent about the fact that we see it in today's sports, whether it's in the NBA or the NFL, guys getting big, massive contracts off of injuries. A guy to his Achilles in a normal society, in a normal, let's say you, you go back then, back in the day, you're not getting that contract. You know, Clay Thompson, you're not getting that contract. Dad Prescott, you're not getting that contract. But the difference here is Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA still. I would have gave him that contract because he's Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson, too. But we get to football and we get to Dak Prescott, I don't know if I would have gave him that contract coming off an injury because Dak Prescott is a borderline top 10. So it's one thing to spend a whole lot of money on something that you know you're going to love or you're going to feel glad that you spent that money on it. For example, the Apple laptop that I got. I encourage anybody in media to get an Apple laptop because it's so easier. It's one, two, three. You get things from your phone to your Apple laptop. I spent nearly two grand for this device here. And I, at the time I was biting, I'm like, oh my gosh, two grand. I just graduated college in a pandemic. Why did I spend that money? And then I said to myself, oh shoot, I could do a whole lot of things with this Apple laptop. I'm loving it. Easy money. And I said to myself, I'm glad I spent that two, you know, that almost two grand. Now it was one thing to pay Dak Prescott coming off an injury, but is that going to reflect into a deep playoff run? Is that going to reflect into a Super Bowl? If you're the Cowboys, you had to be biting your nails when you gave him that contract. Obviously, something that you had to do because the market, you know, set I mean, it up was for it, Dak Prescott. I was saying, I was saying the whole time they they could have definitely went another signing trade. They could have signed, you know, signing they trade. They could have did that. Someone. Like, yeah, I feel like what what a, a lot of Cowboy fans fail to realize, and what we're both doing a, a good job of bringing up right now, is that not only is this team winning anytime soon, like. Bro, I don't think they're close. Like, their defense yeah. was legit. One of the five worst defenses in the league last year. And when you're paying a quarterback all this money, I don't want to, you know, sound like a Dak Prescott hater. I think he's, you know, back-end top 10, back 12 quarterback. But realistically, like, has any quarterback benefited more from their surrounding cast throughout their Not- career than Dak Prescott? I mean, look, he deserves credit. Like, he was a fourth-round pick. I get it. But I just, I don't know, when you're paying that guy that much money, it better reflect in wins. And when the Cowboys look at where their franchise is at right now, they are really thinking to themselves, like, we could win this. We could win with this. Like, I just don't and know. And there's that. no refunds. I feel like next year the Cowboys may be in a situation where, they, where they're going to be like, I want a refund. I want my money back. And it's, it's not going to happen. You know, Dak Prescott, you gave him that contract. I thought that for starters, they probably should have paid him way before – then, you know, before we even think about the trade or whatever, you pay him, you get that out the way. The quarterback market is going to rise. You're going to have to pay him even more money. But in this instance, they rated You could have did a signing trade. But at the end of the day, I guess they wanted that stability, knowing that you have a quarterback that played good last year, you know, and having that guy, not having to worry about getting a new quarterback. I guess that made them feel comfortable. Some people don't like getting out of their comfort zone. Some people was like, yo, I'm used to doing this. 
24 hours of the day, so I'm going to stick to my schedule. I don't want to do that. You know, that's how it is. And I think the Cowboys was in that predicament. I don't think they believed in Dak Prescott to the extent of that contract that they gave him. I just felt that they were comfortable because they knew Dak Prescott was on this team for a couple years. He had a decent start to last year before the injury. But, hey, it is what it is. He got paid. Hopefully we'll see something transfer transform the football field and he have a good year like it is like he did last year and hopefully they can win some games i don't really care i'm not a cowboys fan but i mean you paying him that money is going to bite you at some point wilson wilson got paid a massive contract he you know we all know what's going on with with him now he wants out you know or so he say he don't that's a whole other time we get to that later in the show but other guys you know that's not the blueprint to win you know the blueprint to win is if yeah, uh, in your rookie deal, whatever, you know, you can win, you can add talent because you're not getting paid. But once you do get to a certain extent where you're a veteran now, taking a pay cut is another way you can do it, just like Tom Brady. We always allude to that. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. You are listening to In the Huddle Sports on Can You Dig It uh, Sports Radio. The request line Can one- you dig it? 1-833-RADIO-BX. Now you're pumped. And we'll, we'll be moving on to our next topic of today's show. We have spoken a lot of NFL, but I wanted to get into the NBA as it was announced yesterday that Nicole Jokic of the Denver Nuggets won the award. And the question on the table is going to be, did he deserve the award? Did the NBA get it right? And I'm actually going to start this one off here because I feel very passionate about this. And I had a friend text me the other night, Will, after the news about Nicole Jokic came out and he said, you know, how do you feel about the news? Are you are you upset that Jokic won? And I said, no, I'm not upset Jokic won. He deserved it. I'm upset about, what I'm upset about, Will, is the guy who should have won, he wasn't even nominated. Last year, the Phoenix Suns were 34 and 55. They hadn't made the playoffs in the last 10 years. And all of a sudden, Chris Paul comes in and he's playing with kids like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton who are good players, but they're 24, 21 years old. Like, bro, the NBA bubble was one thing. We un- I understand we saw guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and all these good young players step up. But historically in the playoffs, we know who gets it done. It's the veterans. It's your LeBrons. It's your Kawhis. It's, you know, your Tim Duncans, your Dwayne Wades. Like, not even superstars. I just mean older, experienced guys. And in game one, Suns Nuggets, I understand Jamal Murray's hurt and the Nuggets deserve a lot of credit for beating Portland and being in this situation to begin with. But what a lot of people, when they watch basketball, fail to identify is intelligence and feel for the game. And in game one, late or midway through the uh, third quarter, the Nuggets take a 10 point lead. That's the moment. Chris Paul, the rest of the game, six of six from the field, three of three from three, and the best plus minus in the building. In game two, 17 points, 15 assists, zero turnovers. He's doing this with kids. He got traded seven months ago in a, in a not a normal off season. And he's making it look this easy. And he has the Phoenix Suns, a team that has not made the playoffs in the past 10 years, uh, looking like they could go to the NBA finals. And this guy wasn't even nominated. He should have won. It's a joke. Chris Paul should be MVP. Well, I would say this. You know, that we know the NBA and the NFL, these awards are based on popularity, media hype. We all know that by now. And I'm not 
bugging at the fact that Nikola Jokic won it. I thought he deserved to win it. You know, me personally, I would love to see Chris Paul get some more recognition because I understand the value of Chris Paul. If Chris Paul is on your team, you will make the playoffs, possibly a deep playoff run, and that's that. When he's off your team and he leaves your team, you're probably not going to make the playoffs, as we see in so many instances. So I think he should have been nominated. So I just want to make that clear. Chris Paul, a Floyd general, his mid-range game, his intelligence, he don't even have to score. He can literally, his intelligence, him being on the court is something you have to respect because he gets guys involved. We see DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs, evolving right in front of our eyes, trying to play himself into a max contract. And that's that. So I'm not even going to argue with that. I wanted to see Chris Paul win it. If he would have won it, I would have not been mad at all. But just to add a little bit more perspective into this debate, you know, and just to probably play devil's advocate a little bit. And I'm not trying to throw shots at Chris Paul. One of the best players will go down as a Hall of Famer for sure. But let's not forget the fact that the Suns did win undefeated in that bubble last year. I mean, say what you want, they probably would have not been ready at right now without CP3, and I'm not even going to debate that. CP3 has made this team so much more better. But this was a team that already had something going. They went undefeated in the bubble last year, and we didn't get to see, well, we did get to see how that momentum transferred into the next year just with CP3, not without him. So I think we have to remember that Devin Booker was on his own. They was beating these teams in the bubble. They went undefeated in the bubble. And they almost made the playoffs last year. Now you bring in CP3, and now you're this better team, as you should be with CP3. So I just wanted to make that point clear. Well, look at how big the difference is there, bro. You're going – keep in mind, when you say they didn't make the playoffs last year, they didn't even make the play-in game. So they had multiple op- – they, they, you know, they, t- nine teams made the playoffs last year, and they still couldn't make it. So the difference between that, doing that for 11 years in a row, to now you're in second place in, and looking like the best team in the West, like if that isn't the most valuable player, I don't know what it is. Not, I, and I agree that he should be nominated. I just don't think that no, – you win. I don't think that he should have won. And, and granted, CP3 is somebody who I thought – was. Why? Tell me why. Why is – I'm going to get to that right now. First of all, CP3 is somebody I thought when he was in OKC should have been top three. He should have been nominated in OKC. So I'm they not trying to – because he was ruining their plans of tanking. Like, if that doesn't tell you all you need to know, I don't know what else does. And I'm not – we're not disagreeing on CP3's value. We all know it's there. I just look at Jokic, right, as this, and I love my point guards. My point guards are my favorite positions in the NBA. I'm a point guard guy. I don't want to see a center winning it, but he won it and he deserved it because availability is the best availability. He always been there. When you, th- when you think about the Nuggets, how they started this year, Murray was injured, wasn't consistent during the start of the year. Jokic had to carry that team. Now Murray's hurt. Jokic still has to carry that team. Obviously, Porter is evolving into his own, into the store that we project him to be in the future. I know I do. But at the same time, Jokic's been there in all the games. And that that's uh, that's value. That's something that should be a criteria added. Him being there through all the games. And CP3, I give him credit. He has been healthy. Before, he always used to get hurt. Now, he's one of the most healthiest players in the NBA, other than that nagging arm injury he has. But Jokic's been there. He's been there. He's been putting up numbers every night on a consistent basis. And even though I want to see Chris Paul, I wanted to see him win that award, my personal um, opinion, I'm not going to put my personal opinion in front of 
what oh. is really facts and which what really should have went down, which really did went down, which is Jokic winning that MVP. I think he deserved it. Well, I think Chris Paul deserves it also. So why are we giving it to Jokic then? I mean, if you want to do a cold MVP, you know, that's fine too. I wouldn't have been mad at that. But at the end of the day, you want to see these guys battle it out for one award, you know, and that's how I would see it. But I, I mean, they're battling it out in the playoffs right now, and it looks pretty one-sided to me. I, I don't know about you, but... I, yeah, the, but we don't count the playoffs. You know, we don't count the playoffs. The different, I, 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 I guess that just tells me that it's just a award that means nothing then, man. Like, honestly, if it's just a regular season award, then it, it just doesn't mean anything because- I mean, I think it, it means something. It, it just, the criteria behind it, I, I feel like it could be a little bit, be a little favoritism involved. But at the same time, I'm, I can't be mad at Jokic winning that. I cannot. He's been there. He's been consistent. It's not like he's just been so available. So is Chris Paul. Like, so is Chris Paul. Like, like what? Like, what is the determining factor here? But, like, but I, at the end of the day, Devin Booker was an All Star as well. He was an All Star. So you okay, have to put okay, that in consideration. Was the Suns last year, if he is so good and he's a great player, no doubt, and he's going to be really good. What were the Suns last year when he was? There was a there? team Nothing. that didn't. That there was a team that was losing. Didn't make the playing tournament, but left their mark in that bubble, going ten and zero. And had they had more time, they would have made the playoffs, you know. And I, I would just leave that. There. As we uh, march towards the end of today's show, there is one more NFL topic we want to discuss. Russell Wilson. I think there's a lot of confusion because uh, the reality is, is that I forget. I think I was in the Bahamas or somewhere, and everybody was saying that I requested a trade, and that wasn't true. So we made it clear that I did not request a trade, and then. There was teams being flown around that I was going to go to those teams, this and that. And so, you know, I think that, you know, when you look back at it, you know, it's it's part of, uh, I don't know, it's, I think it's part of it, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, more than anything else, you know, that I got my wish, you know, in the sense that I've always wanted to play here. That's, that's where I am. That's where I am right now. And apparently... He is saying that this whole thing, this whole fiasco that I remember very well, you and I were on the huddle, on in the huddle talking about when uh, it was in the news. He said that we were overreacting. He said that there was never a chance that he was going to be traded from Seattle. So, Will, I'll throw this over to you. Uh, do you believe Russell Wilson? Should we be taking his word? Hell no, I don't believe in Russell Wilson and what he was saying, man. When did Russell Wilson all of a sudden become the Kawhi Leonard of the NFL? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. You know, my the name, my name is in the media. These are the teams that my agent is saying that I want to go to, and I'm just going to be quiet and say absolutely nothing. No, we all know you're not. You're dating Ciara. You're definitely not. You know, you had to talk to Ciara in order for her to marry you and, and date her, right? So let's not act like we Kawhi Leonard here in the NFL. You knew what was going on. You could have said something. You could have been like, you know what? That is all false. But the fact of the matter is it wasn't false. You wanted to test the waters. You wanted to see if you was going to be able to get your wish. But the NFL showed you that Deshaun Watson so far ain't getting his wish. Aaron Rodgers so far ain't getting his either. So you had no choice but to play for the Seattle Seahawks because you realize there's no other situation that is better for you other than the Seattle Seahawks. So don't act like we are stupid here in America. Now, I know there's some stupid folks out here. I'm not even going to lie. I'll be honest with you, Zach. But don't play us like we foolish, man. Don't try to act like, oh, it was never an issue. I didn't say it. No, don't try to act like it. We know you wanted to be traded, and you're not. And you're going to play for Seattle week one. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I, I saw this headline and laughed like 
there was nothing really that came to mind for me. Uh, Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. Like, I think there maybe was a chance that deep down he wanted to get traded. And I mean, maybe like, I I just think he he was just, you know, he was trying to get a little bit more control within his organization. As we said at the time, he was trying to be a little bit more included in the decisions. And uh, I think it's easy for him to say, I think he's being a little naive. I think, I think it's easy for him to say like, Oh yeah. Like, like I was never getting traded. Like nothing was going down, but uh, deep down, I think, uh, all of America has caught up to Russell Wilson's plan and he thought he was being slick. It didn't really work. And I'm telling you this, Will, like, I have a bad feeling about the Seahawks this season, man. Like, I know that they are, have been one of the more consistent teams in the NFL over the last couple of years. And Pete Carroll has been a great coach and he, he deserves so much credit. But I don't know what it is, man. It's just something in the water. I am not buying into Seattle this season as of right now. I agree. I think Russell Wilson and that whole saga – that little whiff among the organization, you always felt Seattle had a little whiff going on. Whether it was the Sherman days, the Legion of Boom against Russell Wilson, I never felt that connected, oriented atmosphere. I never felt that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson was always on the same page. And I agree with you. I feel a little funky about Seattle this year, and I feel like it might be something that may be blowing up right in front of our faces. So one last topic uh, to uh, end today's show you know, Aaron Rodgers, we started off, he skips uh, the Packers' mandatory minicamp. Before we get out of here, what do you think happens with this, man? What do you think ends up going down? Are we going to see Aaron Rodgers ever play for the Green Bay Packers again? Nope. I think the Packers made a horrible decision that they got to live with it. And I really feel like we have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I think the Packers' action with this decision is going to tell me really all I need to know in terms of how serious they are about winning. Because, Will, I've said it many times throughout the show, how frustrating is it when you're watching an NFL game and you see an NFL coach or an offensive coordinator who's calling plays just stick to the same exact game plan that hasn't been working the whole game and just not making any adjustments and just thinking it's going to work. I think that there's a good chance that if the Packers, uh, if what you're saying is true, that the Packers, they could go down that road and that they're just going to sit there and think to themselves like, oh, we drafted Jordan Love. He's going to be the answer. But they have to realize if they evaluate him right now and say like, oh, he's just not good, which once again, I don't think he is. They have to say to themselves and look themselves in the mirror, look, we screwed up and we have to make up for it. But We'll see what goes down. I think this Aaron Rodgers situation, as big of a story as it is right now, uh, as we get closer and closer to training camp, and if he doesn't show up to training camp, that is when this is really, really going to start gaining the attention of everyone in the NFL media. So, Will, just wanted to say, man, thanks again for joining me today. Always love recording with you. Any last thoughts on today's show? Yeah, I think we came out the gate swinging. I really felt that there was a little extra seasoning that we added to this episode And I'm loving the way how we started off our Can You Dig It Sports Radio debut. Ladies and gentlemen, always remember to keep it locked here on Can You Dig It Sports using the MyTuner Radio app. Have a good night, y'all.